The House of Roll journeys far and wide to bring you exceptional quality kitchen and bath fixtures. We've discovered the world's best craftsmen and techniques. Using materials native to the region and tools accustomed to individual craftsmen, we strive for perfection every step of the way. With all of this, you'll see the details of your own story, the story of a life well-crafted. This is the story Craft tells. Welcome to the House of Roll. When you risk your life next to someone, a bond forms that transcends words. It's of the spirit. It's in the blood. Fire Lieutenant Glenn Preston always knew his brothers and sisters in Boston had his back. Little did he know, though, he had friends in New Jersey, too. For me to go to Jersey, you know, and then have it reverse, like, come at me, it's kind of overwhelming, like, the, the level of kindness and what they put into it. If I needed them guys right now, they'd be here right now. Lieutenant Preston is 43, a husband, a father of four young children, and he's a fighter. He's been waging a war against occupational cancer, lymphoma contracted from exposure to toxins, smoke over the years. A tumor damaged his diaphragm. Only one place would attempt much-needed surgery, Jersey Shore University Medical Center. Which is a nerve reconstruction, which is where they're going in. Um, this is the first tumor I had ache through this thing called the phrenic nerve, runs down your center mass from your brain to your diaphragm. Ache through it, paralyzed my right diaphragm, which is basically the muscle for your lung. So for the last two and a half years, I've been breathing off of one lung while going through all these treatments and bone marrow transplant and every other darn thing. So uh, the only way to fix this was this one team down in Jersey, Dr. Matt Coughlin, side by side with Dr. Tom Bauer, and they've revolutionized this thing that Dr. Coughlin's developed. He's actually a plastic surgeon who has this niche for nerve reconstruction. He would be mostly alone, far from home, far from Boston. What happened next caught him completely by surprise. One guy made some calls, another guy made a couple of calls, and next thing you know, I'm about in a city I've never been in before called Asbury Park. And this guy, Bobby Finehalls, and this whole group of guys, at which are firemen down there, just uh, as well as uh, Neptune, uh, you know, Matt Kepler from Neptune, and all these fire guys down there, they just completely took me under their, under their wings, looking out for me. Never met him in my life. The first day I meet him, they're feeding me dinner and bringing me to the hotel and helping me get checked in and giving me rides and shuttling me around and looking out for my family and visiting me at the hospital every day in this city I've never been in in my life. You know, because my family can only come down for like a day or two, and, um, which is fine. They did the best they could, but they just stepped it up in a, word, in a way that is overwhelming. You know, I, I, owe, I owe them guys in Jersey, Neptune, Asbury, big time. They never retell what they did for me. Perfect strangers stepping up. That gesture of solidarity started in Boston with Preston's good friend, Ed Kelly, an officer with the National Union, the IAFF. Just a real upbeat, happy guy, do anything for anybody, give you the shirt off his back. Kelly made a call. I called up the Jersey boys and they did a tremendous job. Matt Caliente called the guys out on the shore. They took Glenn right in under their wing and, uh, you know, took him right into their family and made sure he had everything he needed. And uh, it's really a tremendous testimony to the fact that as firefighters, you know, no matter where you are in the world, you kind of take the, you take an oath that you're going to when people are having their worst day and try to make it better, even if it costs you your life. And I think that that oath and that kind of commitment to fellow man is what, what garners a certain level of 
respect for each other and admiration for each other and, and respect for the sacrifice that we all make. And when one of us is in a jam, all of us is in a jam. And uh, that's what the brothers and sisters in New Jersey stepped up big time for Glenny. And, you know, we know full well that uh, God forbid the day ever comes and they need, they need something from us, uh, no matter where it is in the world, we all step up for each other. Firefighter Matt Caliente with the Professional Firefighters Association of New Jersey. No brainer. You know, I picked up the phone. I was talking to him. I said, you know what? Uh, let me make the phone calls right away. You know, that's what the whole fire service is about. Brotherhood, sisterhood. Now he has friends down here in Jersey for the rest of his life. Captain Robert Fonholes from Asbury Park. He had dinner here at the firehouse a couple nights. Guys took him around town and whatnot. Just made him feel like uh, as best he could at home because he was so far away from home and his kids. It doesn't matter where you work. Who you work for, the career fire service is exactly what you said. It's a brotherhood, and, uh, you know, it, there's never a shortage of guys to step up and, and uh, do whatever has to be done. Neptune firefighters became a surrogate family. A member of the FDNY made the drive down to the Jersey Shore. Yonkers fire investigator Chris Leal made multiple visits to the hospital. I called up one of the chiefs of the department, uh, John Falkertz, uh, Lieutenant Kelly, and uh, Mike uh Pietro Paolo, they were on their way to a uh, hazmat convention in Baltimore and they uh we all stopped in and went to visit Glenn and we actually met the surgeon who uh did this very delicate procedure on him uh Glenn stated that he couldn't find anybody in the world to do this and the only doctor that would do it was in uh Neptune New Jersey which uh, to him he found uh Quite shocking. Glenn Preston was humbled by the generosity and support. He visited me at the hospital almost every day. And then we went out for dinner a couple times. Not only that, he brought a whole contingency, a whole, a whole truck full of guys all the way down to Yonkers to visit me with, with, with T-shirts and patches from my kid Jake. Um, so, it's, I mean, like, this is Yonkers. They're on the other side of, of rocks. And they're out of their way to just, uh, just to support some kid that never met a scene before in their life. The love in New Jersey mirrored the undying devotion back home in Boston. Boston Fire, all the Boston guys, the Sparks, the local cities and towns, my town, Damage Fire, and so beyond, just been so supportive. I, I know you guys down have never heard of any of these towns up here, but it, it continues, and it's. And I'm so thankful. I, I couldn't I couldn't thank you enough. For a year and a half, these guys on Damage Fire would bring me and my family warm meals Literally every Monday night for like a year and a half, shovel my driveway with snow. Uh, the, the local up here, local 718, everyone's looked after me. You know, the commissioner, the, the job, everybody, all the guys. When I was in Jersey, I, the most touching thing was I couldn't make my son 11, my 11-year-old son's first championship league game, and that broke my heart more than anything. I asked two or three people, hey, can you just go for a couple innings and let them know you're there for him? 53 cities and towns showed up in their own time to watch the whole game. And uh, it was just awesome. So it, it's, all about, it's all about family and it's just overwhelming. Sadly, Glenn Preston's situation is not unique. More and more firefighters across the country are developing cancer. Since 2012, we've had over 27 uh, succumb to occupational cancer. Boston Fire Commissioner Joe Finn believes the culprit is in our own homes. Synthetics. Synthetics are nothing but cold words for plastic. And in, when, you, when you think about it, everything we purchase as a consumer is laced with plastic. So when they're in that environment and they combust, they're not, it's nothing but solid petroleum. 
and uh, it just adds that fuel. That's why the fi- rooms are reaching flashover much quicker, and why that's the products of combustion are so much more toxic and carcinogenic. That's the that's that's the issue, and along with uh, flame retardants. Flame retardants, you know, it's kind of a bit of a paradox. Flame retardants are supposed to inhibit flame spread, but if you think about it, they're nothing but chemicals also. And once they get overpowered through thermal degradation, they give off highly toxic and highly carcinogenic um, materials. So that's the difference. The fire environment has changed dramatically, and that's why we're seeing all these uptick numbers. The Boston Fire Department is on a mission to educate firefighters. We got a website called TakeNoSmoke.org with videos that teach safety. It's no longer the sooty face firefighter who's done the most work and is the most courageous. It's the guy who keeps his mask on, keeps his hood on, keeps his gear fully punked up, who goes in and listen. You're going to get dirty, but you got to minimize how many times you get exposed. That's the whole narrative around this. And Commissioner Finn is equipping his department to minimize exposure to toxins. We went out and made sure everybody had two sets of bunker gear. We bought extended breathing apparatus. We, you know, CBA. We went to 30-minute bottles to 45-minute bottles. We put extractors in every firehouse. We put hoods. Everyone has multiple hoods. Uh, people uh, demand it's demanded they wash their gear if they come back from a fire. Uh, make sure that the diesel recovery systems in the firehouses are functioning and up to date. And, Pass, you know, inspected annually, and that, that they're working. Uh, so that we've done a whole host of things uh, around it. Uh, health and wellness is around. Uh, we brought in a company called O2X, which is uh, this holistic approach to health and wellness to work on members, uh, certainly the musculoskeletal injuries, but teach them about nutrition, sleep deprivation, all those things that can contribute to the escalation of uh, cancer. So we're doing a whole host of things around it. We're doing early screenings we got uh, body scans uh, so we're doing a whole lot of things around uh, identifying early te- i tell you the best thing is early detection is the best treatment lieutenant glenn preston credits the many doctors and nurses who've kept him alive but some of the best medicine came from his fellow firefighters positive attitude and so many other positive attitudes and people helping people and it just totally outweighs the negative it's totally outweighs the the bad in this world totally 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 and if we can just keep going and remember just to help people and be there for people and besides what feels better you know it's just it's and that's that that's a priceless feeling preston still has a long road to recovery he's focused on getting back to his boston firehouse and eventually a return trip to the jersey shore i'm gonna shake a lot of hands and buy a lot of meals and, uh, got, yeah, I got, I'm going to take care of them guys down there. They got some stuff coming their way. Sean Adams, WCBS News Radio 880.